We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, Raptors Nation, to the Raptors Nation podcast on this Thursday, September 14th. My name is Luca, and today we're going to be talking about a lot of topics in the Raptors world. There is some stuff to get to. I know we are still in the dog days of the offseason, but we still do have a lot of content on this channel for all of you. So if you are watching this on YouTube, please hit a like. It does help a ton. And also subscribe to the channel for all things Raptors and be sure to leave us a five-star review if you are listening to this on Apple iTunes and Spotify. It does help it a ton. The Raptors Nation podcast on this channel comes out every single Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss it, especially as we get into the NBA season, as we are just a little less than a month away from the NBA regular season. But in terms of the NBA preseason, I think we're something like 20 days away from that, so Basketball is going to be back in no time, and Raptors basketball in particular is going to be back in no time. And today I wanted to talk about some scenarios for the Raptors. I did write an article over at RaptorsNation.com going over the Raptors' worst case and best case scenarios, and I wanted to touch on that in today's show. So we are going to start with the best case scenario for the Raptors for this 2023-2024 season. So, of course, a lot of the media pundits, they do not expect the Raptors to be good this season. ESPN and Bleach Report both predicted the Raptors to finish with a record of 36-46, and which would effectively have the Raptors out of the play-in tournament and, of course, the playoffs. So, what happens in this best-case scenario for the Raptors? Well, I think for this, you got to start with player development. Darko Ryakovich came in. And he's going to be expected to get the most out of these guys, particularly the young guys. And when speaking about player development, there's one guy who's going to have a lot of attention on him. And that is Scotty Barnes. In this best case scenario, Scotty Barnes does in fact take that leap. He does increase his scoring averages because from his rookie season to his sophomore season, Barnes basically flatlined. And if Scotty Barnes declines or flatlines again, the Raptors could be in trouble. But in this best case scenario, Barnes does take that leap. He goes 
from 15.3 points per game to over 20 points per game. He gets that rebounding number closer to eight rebounds per game and his shooting percentages, which is the biggest thing, go up. He shoots at a... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Around 50% from the field and around or close to 35% from three. Scotty Barnes will have the ball in his hands. He's going to have a bigger role on offense and with the playmaking duties, obviously with no Fred Van Vliet there in Toronto. So Scotty Barnes does, in fact, take that leap. And Raptors fans are happy that it happens because this is a year where they are going to expect Scotty Barnes to improve. The third year is pivotal. We've seen some big stars in the NBA take gigantic leaps in third in their third season and really solidify themselves as an all-star type of player. Scotty Barnes does that. In this best-case scenario, the other guys step up. Outside of Scotty Barnes, guys like Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, and also Dennis Schroeder, guys who are going to see touches with Fred Van Vliet gone, they do just that, and they step up in their game. Gary Trent Jr., whether or not he starts or comes off the bench, that remains to be seen. But can he put together a consistent body of work? Can OG Ananobi increase his scoring average from last season? And then Dennis Schroeder is the big one. He is coming off a phenomenal run at the FIBA World Cup. Dennis Schroeder was an MVP. He put up 19.1 points, 6.1 assists per game. He was the best player at the tournament, leading Team Germany to gold. Can Dennis Schroeder carry that over to the Toronto Raptors? Because if Schroeder plays anything like he did at FIBA. The Raptors have a bargain in him, and he's going to put them in a great position because I think it's not going to come down to Dennis Schroeder replacing all of Van Vliet's production, but he's going to make up the bulk of it. And I think he can make up the bulk of it. But then if those other guys that I just mentioned get better in combination with Scotty Barnes's progression and him taking a leap in his third season, then the Raptors are not going to miss Fred Van Vliet too much. So the other guys step up. Schroeder, Gary Trent Jr., OG, guys who are expected to have more touches in the offense. And then the last piece here that goes right for the Raptors in this best-case scenario is their bench looks solid. And right now, the Raptors bench unit has a chance to be really good. If this bench unit steps up, that is going to take a lot of the pressure off the starters. And you look at this bench, they have nice pieces. If Schroeder starts, you know, Malachi Flynn's going to get some more opportunities with the second unit. And then Gary Trent Jr. would be the team's sixth man. He can come in, inject some instant life with his offense. 
Then you got guys like Jalen McDaniels, who was a really solid signing for the Raptors, in my opinion. The return of 3 and D man, Otto Porter Jr., who's hopefully going to be healthy for the entire season. Chris Boucher and Preston Achua, another younger player who can develop and benefit from being under a guy like Darko Ryakovich. And then, of course, the rookie sharpshooter, Grady Dick. Can he show us that shooting ability out of the gate in this season? Because there's going to be opportunities for guys like this. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. To hit open shots, particularly Grady Dick. So if he can come in and really hit his shots with consistency, particularly the three ball, the Raptors are going to be in a good position. So just to recap here, Scotty Barnes takes that leap. The other guys get better, take that step in their game, and the bench comes through. This is all while Pascal Siakam doesn't have a drop-off in production because I think Siakam's going to be as motivated as ever to play his best basketball this season and replicate what he did last season, if not better, because if Siakam makes All-NBA, he's going to get a large next contract. I think he would be eligible for $307 million over the next five seasons. So he's not going to want to mess around with his money. Where would the Raptors finish in the East, in my opinion, in this best-case scenario? I got the Raptors winning a few more games than last season, if things go well. And I can see them finishing 45-37. and 37. And that would probably give them the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference. And that is significant, because that would guarantee the Raptors a playoff spot. They would not have to deal with the play-in again and they would have a first-round playoff series. Of course, the Raptors missed out on everything last season. So that is the best-case scenario for the Raptors. Okay, good vibes are over. Worst-case scenario now for the Raptors. You knew it was coming. Okay, so the worst-case scenario for the Raptors, how does it go down? I think for starters... If this season is about to become a mess, the Raptors player development doesn't go as planned. If the younger guys on this team don't develop nicely, if the guys who have been on this team don't get a little bit better, Raptors might be stuck. So in this worst case scenario, Raptors player development doesn't go as planned, isn't so smooth. Precious Achua, Malachi Flynn, Christian Coloco don't see improvement. Grady Dick struggles in his first season, and the Raptors other guys don't take that next step. Gary Trent Jr. hovers around the same type of inconsistent play. OG Ananobi, he doesn't see an increase in the scoring average, even though he will receive more touches. And then the biggest thing is Scotty Barnes doesn't take that third-year leap. Scotty Barnes hovers around the same and declines. Like I said earlier, it will be a mess. And in this worst-case scenario, Scotty Barnes flatlines again. He isn't the type of player that many people expect him to be. And then that would really put the Raptors in a tough spot. So that is something that goes wrong for the Raptors in this worst case scenario. Another thing that goes wrong for the Raptors is their poor shooting continues. 
The Raptors ranked 27th last season in field goal percentage, 28th in three-point percentage, and 23rd in assists per game. And that was without point guard for Van Vliet. And let's call it for what it is. The Raptors' offense was a chore to watch at times last season. So now they are banking on Scotty Barnes taking up a bulk of that playmaking duty with, of course, Dennis Schroeder, who the Raptors brought in as Van Vliet's replacement. The problem is... Both of Schroeder and Barnes are not good from three-point land. Schroeder is a career 33.7% three-point shooter, and Barnes isn't any better. He's a career 29% three-point shooter. So if those guys aren't making threes and are struggling to hit shots, and then other guys like OG, Gary Trent Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and Grady Dick don't make shots and don't help space out the floor, then that's going to clog up the middle for Pascal Siakam. And the Raptors are going to have to hit their open looks, open threes. And we saw last season, they were unable to do that. And that just really complicated things on offense and created a whole stagnant environment. So if shots aren't being made, the floor isn't being spaced out, it's going to make things difficult for the Raptors to score the basketball. Now, hopefully Darko Ryakovich's creativity on offense will open things up. He is a pick-and-roll specialist, so hopefully that will open the Raptors' offense up just a tad bit more. But in this worst-case scenario, the Raptors' shooting doesn't get any better and, in fact, gets worse without Fred Van Vliet. And then the last pillar of this worst-case scenario is the Raptors find themselves in the same spot again. The Raptors struggle out of the gate, hover around 500, are faced with a decision to blow the team up, sell at the trade deadline because they could have three players who are available in the summer of 2024. Pascal Siakam, who the team has not extended yet. Gary Trent Jr., who opted in and the Raptors have not extended him yet either. And then OG Ananobi, who can decline his player option and he too would become an unrestricted free agent in the summer of 2024. So in this worst case scenario, the Raptors play the waiting game again. They hold on to their players they hope they turn the corner at some point. They don't turn the corner. They finish 40 and 42 and miss the playing tournament. And again, their decision of not selling and holding on to their players potentially bites them in the butt again as they could lose their players for nothing in free agency. And that would be a bummer if the Raptors potentially lose Siakam for nothing just as they lost their other all-star and friend Van Vliet for nothing this past summer. So that is the worst case scenario for the Raptors. Things don't go well for them. And then they potentially get nipped in the butt by their decision of not trading their players, extending their players and letting things play out into the summer. And potentially that gets out of their hands. So that is basically how I see this season going. I mean, best case scenario, I just laid it out. Worst case scenario. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just laid it out. So Raptors Nation, 
what do you think is more realistic with this Raptors team? How do you see them faring? And what are your best and worst case scenarios for this team? Should be an interesting season either way. All right, so I actually wanted to end today's show with something that came out 24 hours ago. Pretty interesting, if you ask me. There was a report that came out from Hoops Hype's Michael Scotto, and he basically said the Hawks didn't want to trade Kobe Bufkin in the trade for Pascal Siakam. So we know the Atlanta Hawks, probably the most interested team in Siakam this past summer. And Shams came out with a piece over on The Athletic saying that the Hawks actually did offer a trade package for Siakam, which the Raptors declined, and it centered around DeAndre Hunter and draft compensation. But now, in this latest report, the Hawks didn't want to include a very noteworthy player, and maybe a player that can potentially be included in a trade package if trade discussions do come up again between the Hawks and the Raptors for Siakam. And that player is rookie guard Kobe Bufkin, that the Hawks were unwilling to part ways with the rookie in trade talks for Siakam, league sources told Hoopsite. And this is what the article said. Coach Quinn Snyder is set to be high on the former Michigan guard who averaged 19.3 points on 51.9% shooting overall and 45% from beyond the arc with 5.6 rebounds in his final eight games as a Wolverine. And then what's really interesting is Bufkin was actually a player who was on the Raptors radar, but the Raptors ultimately selected Grady Dick with the number 13 pick. So this is pretty interesting, but at the same time, this makes sense because I even said when the trade came out, and we knew what the Hawks had offered the Raptors for Pascal Siakam. I said it. The Raptors need to get Kobe Bufkin in that deal. And clearly, the Atlanta Hawks weren't willing to part ways with him. Now, on the flip side of things, from the Atlanta Hawks' perspective, if they really let a potential deal for Siakam fall through, because they didn't want to trade Kobe Bufkin, that I think is a fumble for the Hawks. Because you look at the Hawks, they're in a position where they're trying to win now. They made the all-in move of trading for DeJounte Murray. You have Trey Young. You're looking to take that next step in the Eastern Conference. You want to compete for a potential title. So you're not necessarily playing the long-term game and rebuilding anymore. Like You're ready to win something now. So by going out and getting a player like Pascal Siakam, I think that would catapult the Hawks in the next tier of being a legitimate threat in the Eastern Conference, maybe even on the same tier as teams like the Bucs, the Celtics. So if Atlanta really let that prevent them from trading Siakam, I think they might have messed up. Because I know Kobe Bufkin, they're high on him. But again, they're in a different situation and rather than let these younger prospects play out, I think it would have been in the Hawks' best interest of making an all-in move again, trying to trade for a guy like Siakam, who could potentially put him over the top alongside guys like Murray and Young. But instead, the Hawks didn't want to do it, according to this report. So credit to the Raptors for not taking anything less than Kobe Bufkin being included in the deal. 
But again, this situation is worth monitoring because if things go south for the Raptors and all of a sudden they're fielding phone calls for Siakam around trade deadline and the Hawks feel like they're a player away from making that giant leap and making a running Eastern Conference and they see a little bit of what Kobe Bufkin is all about. Maybe the Hawks at that point say, okay, listen, we'll give you Kobe Bufkin in the trade package. Are you willing to now give us Pascal Siakam? So I thought this was really interesting from two fronts. Number one, the Raptors wanted Kobe Bufkin as they should want him in a potential trade package for Pascal Siakam. And then the other side is I'm shocked that Atlanta didn't want to part ways with Kobe Bufkin in a trade for Siakam. I mean, this is a team that, their leash is getting smaller and smaller. They got to make a stride this season, in my opinion. They got to see significant improvement or else they could be in jeopardy of being a team stuck in the middle. So we'll see if the Hawks revisit trade talks with the Toronto Raptors. And yeah, like I said, this is something that's worth keeping an eye out for as we start the season and get into the season, especially how these teams begin their years right if the raptors struggle out of the gate it's you know a, a very rough season for them subpar again similar to the last season you're gonna have a whole ton of trade rumors come out not only for pascal siakam who the team is yet to extend but oj nanobi if the raptors don't get something done with him in october and of course gary Trent jr if the raptors don't get something done with him during the season so that will conclude today's show just wanted to Quickly run down some of the topics that I wanted to dive into for today. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are on the Toronto Raptors season. What are your expectations for the 2023-2024 campaign? What is your reaction to the latest report of the Hawks not willing to trade Kobe Bufkin in a trade for Pascal Siakam? Let me know your thoughts in the comment section down below. Again, hit a like on the video and subscribe on your way out over here on YouTube. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes and Spotify. The Raptors Nation podcast coming to you every Thursday. And as the season progresses, I'll try to get some guests on here as this show is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the Raptors season. There's going to be a lot to get to. And there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be interesting to follow. And we will see how the Raptors look out of the gate. That is it for me. This is Lucas signing off. Thank you for watching. And until next time, stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.